it doesn't matter where you're from or where you came from, anything like that. It matters where you're going. And when you're linked in arms, that's when you have power. So we have the power to absolutely abolish any sexual problems from this earth. Hey, you're listening to the Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to do this marriage thing and experience God in the process. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Let's get started. When I went to North Carolina, I went to Set Free Summit, which was about 800 pastors from around the nation, and some actually came from Japan, different denominations. It was amazing. And going into it, I just had an inkling like this could be important. It was a whole conference about pornography. And I went, and the first day I went, I cried my brains out at the end of the day because it was just so overwhelming. This issue was so overwhelming. But the more I learned about potential solutions and about how people are starting to band together beyond denominations, beyond religion, to create solutions and to combat pornography inspired me and it lit something up in me. There's a lot of information here, but you can find information anywhere. And I advise you to listen, but of course, to do your own research. But the main idea here is that I want to light a spark in you tonight about creating a vision for your own sexuality within your couple for yourself, for your couple, and also to help others do the same. Because we've been enslaved as a people for so long by sex. And it's just, I'm done with it. I'm personally done with it and I'm taking a stance. I'm creating shirts that say screw porn. And I'm just going to punch porn in the face all day long until it just goes away. But I don't want to just focus on pornography. This presentation is about sexual integrity. And so there's a few components here. I wanted to get into what is sexual integrity and it could be many things, but for me, sexuality in general is of course an individual thing. We all have our own driving forces sexually, but our habits, the habits that we acquire prior to getting married really affect our family. Absolutely. It creates sometimes a lot of trust and sometimes a lot of negative emotions, depending on the, what you're bringing into your marriage. And the dynamic of your family, of course, impacts society. And eventually we end up with a world that is either sexually functional or sexually dysfunctional. And in, from everything that I see, thanks to our true parents, we're coming out of a world and a history of sexual dysfunction, and we're moving into a world of the most amazing heavenly sex that you can imagine. So I hope you're getting ready for that. This is going to be exciting. Don't worry, I'm not going to show you anything weird or anything. The, the purpose of today's talk is, first, I wanted to talk about the ideal. So what is the ideal of sex and sexual integrity? And then secondly, what are the problems? What are the roadblocks that are preventing us from really achieving our potential sexually within our couple? And lastly, how we overcome those roadblocks. How do we remove them? Because they're not insurmountable. And nothing is insurmountable. We know that now that I hope all of us know God in some way and have experienced the power of God. When we connect to God and to each other, we can overcome anything. And that's what this is about, is connecting to each other, centered on overcoming pornography and creating an amazing sexual future for ourselves. So I just wanted your permission because, you know, I myself am at a stage in my life and in my life of faith where I'm so very much done with 
beating around the bush and just idle chatter. I want to talk about real things and I would like to speak frankly. And I'm going to mind my words, I'm not going to swear or anything, but I do want to speak about real things like sex, like pornography, and that makes some people uncomfortable. But I'm just asking your permission and when I give this presentation in front of an audience, obviously people can say yes or they can walk out. But I'm just asking for your permission. If you stick around, just know that I'm going to speak honestly about sex, okay? So if you're staying, that means that you're saying yes. Okay, so this quote is from True Father. This is, among animals and plants, sex is only for the purpose of reproduction. Human beings are the exception. Within the conjugal relationship, they can enjoy sexual love freely. This is a privilege of human beings as the lords of creation. God blessed his children to enjoy love infinitely. That's really why I wanted this quote, because love and sexuality is something that spans beyond our physical life. And what we reap here on earth is what we take into heaven. That is no different for our sexual lives. And from everything that I've heard, I've heard definitely partners where one spouse has ascended to spirit world, and yet they're still connected sexually based on the foundation that they created. That is super exciting to me. That means that you can have I don't even know, some crazy type of cosmic sex all around. It sounds really, really fantastic to me. Anyway, I love my wife. I can't wait to have sex for a thousand years with her in a row straight. So Chanil Gook, you know, I hear as a pastor, I'm asked to talk a lot about many things, but this to me is something that I feel like eludes many of us, the idea of Chanil Gook, because it's a place where we're going, but it's also where citizens but the definition of channel gook is actually when two become one. And I know when some people think that that just means, you know, mind and body unity, but really when there's two people who have mind and body unity and are who are really yearning for each other. I'm sure you've heard your father speak about where the penis meets the vagina. That is the meeting point of heaven and hell. That's where, depending on your motivation and where you're at, if you bring all of heaven with you, then you go to heaven with your spouse. And so we're living in this era of channel gook where we can have heavenly sex, channel gook sex. You can tell I'm getting excited. I really love this topic. Also, high noon settlement is possible when there is no shadow. When the mind and body become one, the shadow disappears, like I mentioned. When a couple becomes one, the shadows disappear. And so we read these type of quotes all the time. But again, as a pastor, I have to constantly be aware of my integrity when I say words like this in front of my community. Do I have it in my own life? And I, and I have realized definitely that in order to be that couple that really becomes one, not just in body, not just having sex, but one in heart and one in spirit and one in mind, to have a total experience takes a lot of work, as I'm sure you can know. And that is something that truly inspires me because I've experienced it, especially when I started to take on this issue of fighting pornography, of creating sexual integrity within my own life. It brought out first the worst in me. And my wife and I actually started fighting a lot because I guess we were just being confronted with a lot of stuff. But over the past few weeks, we've just had this transformation and we've removed so many emotional blocks with the intention of coming together. And, and recently, we've really been coming together in mind, body, and soul. And it's been mind-boggling how good the results have been, not to get into too much detail. So I'd like to ask you, what do you envision for your own sexual future? And this is a question that I, I can pretty much guarantee that nobody's ever asked you before. And the, as the quote goes from the Bible, from Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so, again, usually people think about visions for their financial life, for their career, so on and so forth. But what is your vision for your sexuality? If you're single, that means 
what type of sex do you want to be having as a couple? Because you need to be internally strong and emotionally capable to kind of be a whole person to bring all of yourself to love your spouse, to really love them with everything you have. You need to really get rid of a lot of that baggage. But as also in terms of if you are blessed, in order to have that really meaningful sex that expands your love for an individual and that love that you created with your couple then expands to the family and so on and so forth, you know, in the divine principle, straight up DP is like, does your love expand through sex? That's all what we can have if we envision what type of sexual life do we want with our spouse. But in reality, most people live a very reactive life when it comes to sex. They will get this inkling and then they got this itch and then they got to either try and subdue it or they need to kind of get it out. They need a release and they, honey, come here. I need you. I need your help. But that's living in a very reactive state. When you have a vision, you're always building one pillar upon the next and it's a lot more meaningful and purposeful. So that was the vision. Now I want to get into the roadblocks. And the main one that I want to talk about is pornography because it is something that I've seen with my own flesh and blood is really destroying a lot of people's spiritual lives, their marriages, and so on and so forth. So I want to talk about what is porn and what is it really doing because a lot of us don't know the facts. And again, this is something that was brought to me at that Set Free Summit at the conference. So to me, one of the best analogies I could come up with is pornography is like the ring from Lord of the Rings because it gives you this sense of power for just a mere moment. But when it's all said and done, it leaves a lot of negative emotions. And like in when you put on the ring in the Lord of the Ring, and again, I'm not saying this because I'm a Lord of the Ring nerd or anything, but I just thought it was a good analogy that when you put on the ring, that's when the dark horsemen can see you. And that's when they start to come after you. And it's also, it's kind of like a blankie effect. You know, little kids have their blankie and they have their blankie and it makes them feel comforted. It makes them get the boogeyman away. The, the monsters out of the closet are scared when you have the blankie because it's a source of protection. And it's the same with pornography for so many people is it's their source of comfort when they can't find comfort from real human beings. But the problem is you end up becoming a fiend like Gollum my precious, who's always kind of craving after this thing, this better time, this thing that's fake. It's not real. He's not great because of the ring. Internet pornography is the largest unregulated social experiment in history. This is a quote that I saw during the presentation that never left me. And it's because we've unleashed like Pandora's box pornography into the world and it's on our phones, it's everywhere. And only recently have we started to really discover scientifically what the outcomes are. But after, it's already way out there. I don't know if you know the stats, but I just was reading that about 35% of everything that's downloaded on the internet is pornography. That is a lot of pornography. There's thousands and thousands and millions and millions of hours of data being streamed out into the world every day. And so, again, it's out there. And it's put out there by people who don't really care about us. And now it's here and we're just now dealing with it. And I wanted to stop for a second to also pay note to the fact that today's pornography is not yesterday's pornography. Yesterday's pornography, glossy magazines, Playboy, all these things, those were not great. I'm not condoning them as being good, but they definitely had a much lesser psychological and spiritual effect on its users. Nowadays, the impact of and the accessibility, because it's on phones, because it's 
everywhere. It's in it's in libraries. Some libraries don't even block. They don't even have a filter, and people are watching pornography in the libraries, and little kids are walking by. It's so ubiquitous, and it's also when you engage in it. I'm going to get into the psychological impacts, the brain impacts. It's far greater than anything that's ever existed before in terms of sexual proliferation. And I also wanted to stop. Just stop. Let's just stop. Because some people watching this might be engaging in pornography or you might feel like this is a judgment upon you and that's not what's happening here. Please understand this, that fundamentally we are all God's children. And this is, this is really important to understand. You are love. You are the essence of God. But what's happened to many of us, to most of us, is that we've engaged in some way with pornography because it's entered our life somehow. And porn is evil. Porn hates you. Let me just say that. Porn does not want you to have a great life and a great marriage. And Porn destroys lives and marriages, period. But you yourself are amazing and beautiful. So please note that this is not a judgment upon you, but this is the time when all information gets to bubble up to the surface and we get to decide which way we can go. So I've kind of segmented this into porn versus the three blessings. And the first blessing is the individual effect. So what is porn doing to the brain? Because part of the fact that they are now getting into scientific experiments and seeing what it does is they've discovered that porn addicts, when you map out the brain of an addict who's regularly watching pornography, their brains resemble the brains of methamphetamine and heroin addicts which sounds insane, but if you look at the process, so this is a cycle of addiction, and this is true of heroin, and it's true of porn addiction. What happens is you get a rush of dopamine. Now, dopamine is a chemical that's released. It's like a valve that's released into your brain, and it makes you feel really good. And so we get that when we have sex, but the thing is we were never meant to have a computer with multiple screens of different women all over the place, or if you're a woman watching men or whatever you're watching in terms of pornography, because what that ends up doing is it floods your brain with dopamine. It's too much. It's like a rush. And when there's too much, when you get flooded, it releases a molecule known as delta Fos B. And delta Fos B in turn rewires a pathway in your brain. And this is all really kind of technical, but the best analogy I could come up with is if you can imagine a bunch of soil and a dam, and if the dam cracked and it released all that water, that water doesn't just go on a straight line. It corrodes and creates these little streams. And those streams in your brain, for the sake, is, is dopamine flooding and creating new ways in which you react. So that when you view something, it causes a physical and a chemical reaction in your body. And what you're doing is you're going through this cycle. So this is Dr. Gary Wilson who created, who conducted this study. And what he realized is that an addict, a porn addict, the same as a heroin addict, has these four main stages that they go through when they're engaging with their, with their fiendishness. So the first one is sensitization. And that means that you become more and more easily triggered to seek after your addiction. So like with the ring, you see Gollum is always kind of looking and trying to get that ring. And it's the same with an addict in pornography is that what's happening is you might just be online and you just might see an attractive girl. And if you didn't have the addict brain, it's just an attractive girl. But that all of a sudden in many people becomes a trigger where you start to fiend, you start to yearn, you start to crave after that thing because you know you're going to get that shot of dopamine. You know you're going to feel really good for that moment. So you become really easily triggered. 
And then what happens is you become desensitized. And this is, you know, very prevalent in drugs where you have a certain drug and then you get a certain high of feeling from that drug, but eventually the feeling lessens and lessens, so you need more of the drug to feel that same initial hit. And with pornography, what ends up happening is that when people get desensitized, they often start either watching more pornography and they go on these marathons or they start getting into more fetish and more perverted stuff or more kind of strange sexual deviant stuff. And because what they're doing is they're overstimulating their reward pathway, they're overstimulating the pleasure response. And the other side effect of becoming desensitized is that when you're flooding your brain with all this good feeling from pornography, it actually numbs the feeling to a certain degree of all the other things that you used to feel pleasure from. So spending time with your spouse, if that used to be pleasurable, becomes less pleasurable. Or eating ice cream on a bench with your child becomes less pleasurable than that immediate rush of goodness that you're getting from pornography. Then hypofrontality is, this is all about your prefrontal cortex. This is the part of your brain that helps you learn what's good or bad or make good decisions. It's kind of like turn left or right. If It's like your conscience, okay? Your conscience becomes groggy, if you can say that. And they did a study, okay, of young men. And they asked a bunch of young men a bunch of very moral-based questions. Is it okay to have sex with somebody without their consent? And it was very clear. They were giving very clear responses. But then they had this case study, this group of young men watch four hours of hardcore pornography. Right? Was a, but that, you know, it's a crazy test. But the result was that after that time period of watching pornography, their answers started to change and their answers started to become a lot more relative. Well, maybe, you know, like it wasn't so clear what was good or bad. And this is what happens when you start to wear out your free prefrontal cortex and dysfunctional stress circuits. So your brain becomes wired to seek when you get stressed out, you get stressed out more easily and that leads you back to the top of the cycle. So when you get stressed, then you start to get triggered more easily, then you go in for your shot and so on and so forth. And so this is the kind of addict's brain cycle that is this vicious cycle that's really got a lot of people under its spell. Just so you know, this is happening. So porn versus the second blessing. This is relationship, your heart. So it confuses love and intimacy. Porn never says no. When your spouse says no, when they're not feeling good, when you guys are fighting, you have access to unlimited people online that will do whatever you want them to at the click of a button. And so it starts to create this response where you start to remove emotion and sex, which should be naturally intertwined. But now we actually have a generation in college where it's strange if you fall in love with somebody after having sex. The culture is such that it's very common amongst young adults to have very emotionless sex. Also, it never has opinions. It never objects. Pornography never objects to you. And it never gains weight or gets older like the rest of us do because you have your selection of whatever you want, whenever you want. So it becomes like this comfort because you can be the king or queen of this fantasy. It destroys your sex life. So it causes a lot of sexual dysfunction. And I want to get into this a bit, but basically in the most glib way I can explain it is that the more that you start to seek after fantasy as a source of comfort, the more that your reality becomes unmanageable and the more that you start to lament it. 
it's this crazy cycle that you start to hate your reality and that could also be the people in your reality and you start to resent them for being them because they're not like these fake people that you've created in your mind and then what ends up happening and sexually with pornography is that a lot of times men cannot find physical human actual humans in front of them attractive and they cannot become sexualized with the person that they have committed to also, it segments humans into parts. So you start to sexualize people. So people that you used to see as just being a girl all of a sudden becomes a girl that has very sexual parts. And then you start to fantasize because your brain becomes pornified the more porn that you watch. That it starts to kind of cognify all these scenarios. You start to imagine them and you kind of bring the porn into your reality. And you get into this very strange thinking. Also, it causes personal shame and darkness. We're seeing this a lot, okay? I'm a pastor of a very large community, and I'm also very tapped in with the pastors from the other communities. And this is affecting many, many couples. And what it does is it starts to create this wall between the couple where the more that somebody's giving and taking, they're having give and take with pornography, the harder it is to form a real relationship and an emotional relationship. And then people become more and more frustrated within the couple because it's like the pornography is becoming a third person, a third party in the relationship. And please understand that this is not just a male problem. That's a concept that I had going into the conference. And there's a huge amount of women, you know, in all age ranges that are that becoming more addicted to pornography. This is part of what's happening, the effect of being a pornified culture which is what I want to get into. And so please, I wanted to remind everybody here that I'm going to get into the positive stuff. So if you're feeling heavy, then you're feeling like I felt that first day of the conference. But just know that there is absolutely a God and God is working through tremendous people to fight this issue, okay? But we still have a little bit of territory to go because I want you to feel, if you can, feel there's different hearts of God in the unification thought. There's the heart of excitement, of creating, right? And then there's the heart of total disappointment when the fall happened. Then there's the heart of determination when God determined to recreate what he had in mind in the original ideal, to allow like his initial vision to exist, to allow Channel Gook to exist. So I'm hoping that you can feel these various hearts throughout this presentation because yes, this is heavy, but this is something that has been plaguing God's heart for thousands of years. And it's now the last days, so we can see everything so clearly. We can see the damage that this has been doing to society. But now it's just so evil, it's just so prevalent that it's providing us the space. It's like Satan is getting arrogant to the point where now he's revealed all the secrets and we can take advantage of this and we can seize this opportunity and fight, right? So culturally speaking, the way that porn is affecting culture is that Porn images stay with you. It's really hard to remove an image once you've seen it. And if you can imagine, when somebody's writing a movie or they're writing a song, they might not be writing it about pornography. But if they're engaging in pornography, it's going to be a part of their subconscious. It's a part of their wiring. And so it becomes a part of a culture that becomes much more confused about its sexuality. And it becomes much more sexualized in very strange ways that are not natural to our emotional state, to our spiritual state, that are not healthy for humanity. 
it really ends up shaping our relationships and our politics. Let's talk politics for a second. Let's look at our two politicians, right? You have Hillary Clinton, whose husband has his sexual problems. Obviously, we don't know much about her. But then we have Donald Trump, whose those tapes were released. And the way that he was speaking about sex was clearly pornified. So our two main contestants for President of the United States are dealing very much with this issue. It's shaping kind of our present reality in so many different ways, in terms of media, politics, look at religion, how many pastors, I heard these stats once, it was mind-boggling, something like 60% of pastors struggle with pornography. You know, these are Christian pastors in America, half of them are having extramarital relationships with other women, it's insane, it's everywhere, right? So it's shaping our culture, or it has shaped our culture, and it definitely affects our children. The average age now that kids are being exposed to porn is about 11 years old. But I took these images because they did a study and basically in through fashion magazines and that also bleeds into just culture in general, they're taking imagery that used to be exclusively in pornography and starting to apply it to advertisements and the Paris Hilton commercial for hamburgers where she's in a bikini on a car. Ridiculous stuff like that is all from the porn culture that's bleeding and it comes down, it trickles down to our children who end up becoming sexualized. And the younger a man starts viewing hardcore pornography, the more he becomes hardwired. You know, that effect of the Delta Fos B creating new channels in your brain. The younger somebody is when they get into pornography, and like I said, the average age now is about 11 years old for exposure to hardcore pornography, then the harder it is for them to actually have a normal sexual relationship, to get married, to get blessed, to have a family is becoming harder and harder for young men. So I want you to understand this, not to judge young men, but to understand their plight, that this is being literally thrust on them. They said at the conference that pornography no longer has people seeking it. It is seeking after people because it's so ubiquitous. And so it's popping up. I heard in my own community that there are kids in youth ministry who one showed the other on a phone and he was off to the races, right? He's, he was exposed by his friend within a church scenario. So it's not just something that exists in the world and our church is just perfect. We have no problems. Please don't look over there. Because to a large degree, I have to say this, I have felt like the pornography issue is like a giant monster that's come into the scene and it started to devour people one by one. And there's a lot of people who are just kind of frozen and they're saying, don't look at the monster. And me, I'm like, look, but there's a monster that's eating people. And like, no, don't look at it. It's like, let's go kill the monster. Like, no, don't talk about the monster. That's what's happening to a large degree. And we need to be informed. First of all is we need to be informed. And I want you to know the godfather of so much of this is Alfred Kinsey. And this is his quote. The only unnatural sex act is that which you cannot perform. And so he was a known pedophile. He kind of masked his pedophilia in science, pseudoscience. It was not real science. And he's a large reason of why we're dealing with all of this proliferation of sex because you know Hugh Hefner was a huge fan of his and so on and so forth and so let, thank you Alfred Kinsey for unleashing hell hey if you're getting something good from this episode it would mean the world to us if you could share it with someone you love or leave a five-star review because the only way this podcast spreads around is through word of mouth So a share or a review would go a long way and it only takes like 10 seconds to do. Thanks. Back to the show.
I also wanted to show you this stat. And so if you write this down, there's an organization called the Barna Group. I believe it's Barna, B-A-R-N-A dot com or B-A-R-N-A dot org, one of them. And they're a Christian statistics group. They do all sorts of polls for all sorts of different things and they find statistics. And, you know, this is kind of a little bit confusing, but it all, the answers are in this next slide, which is that teens and young adults think that not recycling is actually worse than viewing porn. And again, this is not any slight about teens and young adults because I'm just barely, I probably, in this camera, I might look like I'm 13. I'm actually 78 years old. But this is a byproduct of the culture that they're growing up in. And again, if your prefrontal cortex, if your decision-making is being worn out by pornography, then it's hard to discern what's good and what's bad. So I'm not saying this as a judgment upon them at all. In fact, I totally empathize with them because I was exposed to porn. I remember very clearly when I was exposed to it. And I remember it. Most of us remember if you have seen pornography, you remember it very clearly because it etches itself into your brain. And we have to stand up for them. They're, has to be somebody blocking for our children. And that's our responsibility. We're supposed to raise them in a heavenly culture, right? And I just wanted to encapsulate the main plan here is God unites to become one. Channel Gook is all about unity, is all about love and support and openness, no shadows. And Satan is all about Satan's desire is for every single person in the family to be judging each other to be afraid to tell each other what's really going on, to fear judgment from each other, to grow negative feelings towards each other so that nobody gets to experience love from one another in the sense that we were meant for. And if you look at this picture long enough, your right eye most likely hurts. Like this actually physically hurts my right eye because it's so clear that, you know, we've been living a certain way and we're moving towards this left side. Yeah. So in summation, if you're supporting porn, if you're viewing porn, just understand that the pornography industry is creating a sexualized society. And that means the sexualizing of young people, the sexualizing of humans in general. Like Kinsey was saying, anybody's up for grabs so long as you want to grab. You're also supporting human trafficking because I don't know if you know this, but you know places like Holland, there's the red light district. They get a lot of their women from Southeast Asia, from Philippines, from all, you know, from a lot of these countries, they're importing women to be used as slaves, sexual slaves, but they also put them into pornography. And also it's part of the sexual tourism industry, which is they go hand in hand with pornography. And that's, you know, men from around the world and some women, but it's largely a, a male-driven industry. Sexual tourism is flying to these countries for the sake of having sex with prostitutes. So they're all hand in hand here with pornography. So I just wanted to touch close to home, and then after this, we're going to get into the positive. So I hope you're still with me. I hope I haven't lost you all. But many blessings, understand this, many blessings are being destroyed by pornography addiction. Please understand this. I heard of two young couples, two second-generation couples that broke up in the past month or so, maybe two months now, because of porn addiction. And I know that this is not a young person's thing. I know many couples in my own community and, and around the country who are definitely struggling with this. And unfortunately, our culture within our movement hasn't been open to talk about this. And so there's a lot of blame being thrown around and shame being thrown around, and it just really erodes people's faith. It's really, really sad. Also, many young men don't feel qualified to get blessed. And so if you didn't hear, I guess I'll just reiterate that I was speaking to a young lady today, like maybe four hours ago, 
about her desire to want to get blessed, she was checking out the, I think, International Blessing website, the matching website, and she said that there is about three times the young ladies as there were young men. And I guarantee you that porn is part of the problem here. And another thing that I brought up, and I guess you didn't hear it, is that you know I speak with the pastors and I speak with the matching advisors from around the country. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's a trend. I was speaking to a pastor down south who said that 100% of the young men that he interviews for the blessing are struggling in some way, shape, or form with pornography. And he said every single young lady except for two are also struggling with pornography addiction. It's not just some... I think part of the tendency for us to believe is that it just doesn't affect us because maybe it doesn't affect us directly, but I'm telling you, it's right on our front door. And for many of us, it's in our own lives. So then what can we do? So this is where I was getting all hot. Okay, I got to get revved up again. Ah! This is my personal passion. I really know that we can figure this out. And I really know that it, this is where we're going to really unite with the heart of God to really understand those three hearts of God that I mentioned before to create solutions, but not only just us, we as unificationists, but this is how we can connect with all sorts of people. Because I know this is a massive problem in the Christian world. I know it's a huge problem in the Muslim world and in all religions. Obviously, this affects everybody. And this is when we start to make friends. I was on the phone with this, I think he was second or third gen Mormon guy, and he's been fighting this like crazy and he's on fire. And he and I struck a huge chord. I really admire this guy and appreciate this guy. And this is when we find common cause it doesn't matter where you're from or where you came from, anything like that. It matters where you're going. And when you're linked in arms, that's when you have power. So we have the power to absolutely abolish any sexual problems from this earth. And again, John's intro to me, I really feel like if you look at True Father's words, he talked an awful lot about the fall. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. I feel like this is really what we're born to do is not just to fight porn. That's like a reactive thing. It's to create beautiful, heavenly sexual culture where we own the conversation of what it means to have true sex and to not just talk about it, but to live it and to breathe it. So addiction is born in secrecy and it dies in community. Now, addiction, it's a substitute. It's not the real thing. Drugs are not the real experience of God. Drugs just cause you to feel really good because they really sell a lot of chemicals, but then it fries your brain and it creates all sorts of problems. Pornography, also the same thing. It creates this huge rush, the sensation that takes over your body, and then after you're done, the feeling's gone, and then it leaves you with a sense of loneliness and shame because it wasn't real. And that's where community comes in because community is real. We have an international community, people, that has been set up by our true parents for us to create this web to catch all these evil satanic flies so that we can eat them like a heavenly spider. I just made that metaphor up. Don't judge me. So I have kind of three levels of solutions here that I'm proposing. If you are interested remotely in becoming a part of the solution, if for yourself, if you're struggling, for a loved one, if they're struggling, for your community, because I guarantee you it's in your community. There's three levels. The first is the entry level, and that's very passive. And that is just to get educated. Form an opinion, but make it an educated opinion. There's so many resources out there. And one of them is our very own puremind.online. And this is a resource that thanks to David Wolfenberger, the Wolfenberger family, and also thanks to John Williams has been working really hard on creating this, and Cheryl Roth, and there's many people behind this who have created blogs and resources. Write that down, please, puremind.online, if you haven't heard about it. It's a unificationist website 
for our response to pornography in terms of giving information, tons of information and resources. There's also FTND is Fight the New Drug, and that is an amazing, you know, they're making it trendy to fight porn. Their slogan is Porn Kills Love, and they have a Fortify program that you can buy for like, it's like $30 or something, and if you're, if you don't have the money, you can get sponsored if you're under a certain age. But again, these won't resolve your problem. If you're an addict, this is not going to, so this is just for the sake of educating yourself, right? If you're an addict, or if you have a strong habit of pornography, it takes a lot more than just feeding your mind. This is the reactive, the mid-level is reactive, which is better than just being passive, but it's not quite the next level. And that is getting an accountability, uh, some sort of accountability. That is the community, right? The addiction dies in community. So accountability is fundamental to recovery. And so there's a free app. There's a free app. If you have an iPhone, Download it. If you have an Android, you can go Google Play or wherever you get your apps. And Our Tribe, Our Tribe is a free app where you join with other people and you form a group. And basically, you just check in every day and you report, have you been sober that day? Have you been sober from pornography? It's all to help be accountable to a group of other people. You can be anonymous if you want, but your little avatar starts to turn red and people check up on you if you don't check in that day or if you've acted out and you've watched porn, and it's just to keep you on track. The next level is Covenant Eyes. And again, if you go to puremind.online, we have Covenant Eyes at a reduced rate. And basically, Covenant Eyes is a software that you can put in your computer or your phone or your tablet, whatever device you have, and it doesn't necessarily block you from going to X-rated websites, but what it does is, and please understand that if you download Covenant Eyes, that's not going to do anything. You have to download it with somebody else. Because here's the magic, is somebody else who you choose, it can be your pastor, it can be your spouse, whoever you choose, can see the types of websites that you've been to. They don't necessarily know the exact address, but everything's rated PG, rated R, X-rated. And so they can see, oh, you, you checked out an X-rated website last night at 9 p.m. Are you okay? Well, what's going on? So that you can, because we're living in the era of no shadows. So let me ask you a question. If somebody were to trace all the websites that you went to in the past 24 hours, 24 days, past two years, would you be okay with that? Right? And if the answer is no, then this is important because it's part of staying clear mind is having accountability. So this is online accountability software. And so here's the best option, and that's to be proactive. And here's the formula for success. That means having a mentor, having an accountability partner, and having willpower. And so having a mentor, it's different than an accountability partner. A mentor is somebody who's at a level above you and that has achieved something that you are looking for. So in this case, it would be somebody who's achieved some sort of sexual integrity that you admire that can help you to get to that place. Also, an accountability partner is just somebody who could be struggling just like you, but somebody who you can report to. And we all know what willpower is. So in terms of group accountability, you can have it live. So in our community, we have somebody hosts a group accountability night in their home, and they use the Sexaholic Anonymous curricula. And they do that every Thursday night. Should be weekly. You know, bi-weekly is a little bit too far away. It should be weekly from everything that I understand. Ideally, it's weekly. And that's just a group of people who are 
in a similar situation who are just accountable and they know that they need to show up to check in and to report. Also, you can do that online. Thanks to technology, you can do it on your phone. You can do it through Skype, FaceTime. You can do it through Facebook now has its own thing. There's Zoom. There's a million different ways of connecting online. Get on a group online if you're living in a remote area to be accountable all the time. Also, one-on-one -on -one mentoring. So a bunch of us, myself included, are going through a mentoring program started by this amazing Christian fellow named uh, Michael Leahy. And we're going to be certified within this year, I believe. We're going to be certified within this year. But if you need a mentor, we're going to have a pool of people within the next few months that are going to be certified mentors. Or if you know somebody, you can send them to that person. But also, if you feel called to be a mentor, the next round of training starts in November, about mid-November. So if you have been sexually sober, like in terms of pornography, you haven't viewed pornography for a year, then you qualify. And if you really have the desire, it's an online course with Michael Leahy. It's been amazing so far. So if you feel called, then you can contact me or you can contact us at puremind.online. Also, if you need somebody, you can contact me or you can contact puremind.online. Also, it's important to understand that this sexual issue of not getting what you want in a natural way through your spouse going through pornography is both a physical problem and a spiritual problem. So it's about forming good habits, not just taking away bad habits. It's not about watching porn. It's about not watching porn and then using something else to fill that time and energy, something positive, right? But it's also about setting conditions. And Hundake, you know, True Mother is very clear about Hundake, the importance of Hundake. But also my wife and I have really recently taken very seriously Anchi Il. That's A-S-I-F-Y-I. And that's if you read your father's words, he's so clear that every eight days now, that's Anchi'il, every eight days, and it's on the calendar. I'm sure on the web, somewhere on the internet, you can find out which eight-day cycle we're on. But every eight days, you check in with your family, and you're not supposed to read. This is what your father said. You're not supposed to read the family pledge if you're fighting with your spouse or if you're fighting with your kids. And this is not to judge you, but it's to set a goal that every eight days, whatever issues come up, that you resolve it by that eighth day so that it doesn't spiral out of control and you just have this life that's out of control. It's every eight days you're checking in and you're thanking God. And this is, I feel like, True Father's sneaky way of getting us to really stay on track spiritually and mentally and really come together as a family, right? So it's about spiritual habits and physical habits. And so what can your community do? Well, here's some options. Again, if you don't feel called, like I felt called, and I don't expect everybody to be a raving lunatic to want to punch porn in the face like me, but you can still do something because this is an issue that I guarantee affects somebody you know, somebody that you're close to. So what can your community do? One thing is to become owners of a heavenly sex culture. So start to own your own sexuality and not live a reactive life, but live a proactive life where you're creating healthy habits and you're speaking openly about your sexuality with your partner, with your family. Because if your kids aren't learning about sex from you, they're learning about it from Miley Cyrus or they're learning about it from some random weird person on the internet and it's all fake. Maybe they're learning it from their church or from their pastor or anything, but the, the most natural way for us to learn is through our families and through the people who care about us most. So heavenly culture also is a non-judgmental environment. So if you know somebody who is struggling that you don't, say, well, how could you do this to me? Because if you judge an addict, they're going to go deeper into their addiction. To uplift people, don't shame people. We have a strong shame culture within our movement, if you haven't noticed, for many areas. And it's really important that we 
turn the tides on that and create an uplifting culture where we help people rise up and that we start the conversation, not just start the conversation, but own the conversation about sex. I really am strong about this, that we initiate it, that we check in with each other, that we, you know, since I've been doing this with John Williams, with David Wolfenberger, with Leighton Degote, always likes to talk about sex. It's so liberating to speak openly and respectfully about our spouses and about our sexual life. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Also, to create a vision for your own sexual life. I can't stress that enough. To have an idea of what you want two years from now. Everything, like if you're doing it right, your finances are supposed to accumulate and accrue and grow and grow and grow your investments and your assets and all that. And same with your sexual life. It's supposed to grow in all areas, spiritually, physically, all sorts of things. And you can invite me to your community. I'm starting a speaking tour. I already spoke in my community. I gave this presentation. On the 13th, I'm going to be speaking in D.C. On the 27th, I'm going to be in New Jersey. On December 10th, I'm going to be in West Rock. And then I'm going to be going to all sorts of other communities. So invite me to your community. Pay for my bus fare or whatever. I'll be there. And if you live in Europe, pay for my boat taxi fare. It'll probably take a couple of months, but I'll get there. Whatever it takes, invite me to your community and I'm going to just start in the conversation. I'm opening up the heavenly Pandora's box so we can talk about this, so that we can start to own this conversation and understand that God has prepared us to be these great people who reclaim sex. All right, here's also you can join the cause and that is to take a stance. And again, that means an informed stance and to become an accountability partner for somebody because that doesn't require a lot of training. It's just being there for somebody. And you'll learn your way. You can read. Again, there's a ton of resources on what it means to be a true accountability partner. You could become a mentor. Again, training starts next month. Contact us through pureminds.online. Also, we're a nonprofit organization. We're not just another headquarters thing here, right? And this has largely been funded by one family who cannot shoulder this burden alone. It's not fair. We all have to chip in. So I really encourage you, if you feel called, let people know about this. Donate. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're struggling with this, invest. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't be shy with the money here, people. <laughs> we need it to run because we are going to be creating massive awareness and solutions. We want to train an army of mentors within our movement to really help our blessed families and the world at large. But starting with our blessed families, we need a ton of mentors. And also you can follow us on Facebook. And the handle, just you know, Facebook at Pure Mind Online, and there's been blogs posting there, and also on Instagram. If you're on Insta, Insta, I've been posting these memes that take shots, I take pot shots at pornography. So the point is that I denigrate pornography and I shrink it and I uplift the people because right now people seem small and pornography seems big, but that's just we have weird glasses on. If we put the right glasses on, we see that we're so much bigger than pornography. So I'm taking these pot shots and cutting down pornography and I'm lifting up the people. Thank you and God bless you. I'm fired up. I don't know if I can go to sleep tonight whenever I give this talk. I get so fired up. Just talk to David Wolfenberger. He's more passionate than me. There really is an army forming and we're going to beat this cause. We're going to fight pornography. Not just that, we're going to create the most beautiful heavenly culture of love and respect and community and open sexuality in the heavenly way. I mean heavenly, you know what I'm saying. That's all I got to say. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, if you want to improve your relationship or take your sex life to the next level, well, you're in luck because more than 70% of couples that take our Love and Integrity course said that the quality of their sexual relationship improved after joining the course. Sounds good? You can join the program today with your spouse or just take the course by yourself. 
at loveandintegrity.com. See you in the next episode.